I'm Ariane Sparks. Welcome to the Hot Seat. With us today to discuss international development aid in the wake of the Comprehensive Spending Review is Dr. Nilima Golrajani. Thanks for being with us, Nilima. Thanks for inviting me. So the coalition government has recently announced plans to expand the budget for the Department for International Development. Can you tell us a little bit about DFID and the work they do? Um, DFID, or the Department for International Development, is the British government's um, agency for achieving global poverty reduction. It was created in 1997 as an independent um, government ministry. Um, formerly, it was part of the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. And like many um, Western countries, um, the UK is one of, of 23, in fact, donors, um, bilateral donors, uh, part of the OECD um, DAC donors. So they're basically Western governments who are committed both in bilateral um, and multilateral arenas to contribute to the effort to reduce poverty. Why do you feel that the government has chosen to expand the DFID's budget while other departments are experiencing deep cuts? Well, I think the reason they have decided to ring fence or protect its budget as well as expand its budget by 50%, in fact, over the next four years um, has partly been a result of its previous successes. So DFID um, is considered to be one of the world's um, best-performing aid agencies um, in any global ranking of aid agencies. DFID is normally in the top five, if not the top ten, sometimes even the first. Um, so um, it, is definitely, it definitely has a reputation for being very effective in um, reducing global poverty through its programs. Um, uh, so that, that might be one reason why, why it's, um, it's been ring-fenced. The other reason, perhaps, is a little more insidious in that um, the Conservative government um, is perhaps courting um, the development lobby as supporters, as, as voters, and there, has been, uh, there have been many allusions to this, um, that they're courting the Oxfam vote, um, presenting, um, presenting themselves as, as more center-right center than right. Um, now, I'm not going to read much more into that, just to say that that is a potential reason why perhaps um, development aid spending in particular has been protected. Do you see any problems or consequences arising as a result of the expanded budget? Um, I think there are a couple of, um, a couple of things one needs to be mindful of um, in the context of this ring fence. The first is in the context where we are protecting um, development aid, but really cutting quite significantly budgets in other areas um, of public spending, including frontline public services, um, health, education, universities, and so on, um, there is a potential backlash that can ensue from a public who see domestically a significant amount of cuts that affect their life and livelihood um, and see the budget for international spending rising at the same time. And, um, and this phenomenon, I think, one can start to see um, recent polls have suggested that 63% of uh, respondents in a recent poll um, were against um, basically protecting development aid at the expense of domestic spending. Um, and I think that's not uncommon. In most um, Western countries, one finds that when in times of fiscal hardship, um, the public prefers to cut international spending um, rather than domestic spending. So that's one potential negative consequence. Another negative consequence, perhaps, is the um, 
the danger that DFID is now going to be under significant pressures to be demonstrating um, concrete results very quickly. Um, and development, unfortunately, um, isn't um, a process that can um, beat to the drum of, of political cycles. Um, development requires investing in, in institutions that take relatively long to foster. Um, it requires um, engaging in activities that perhaps aren't as measurable as um, some um, political masters might like, and that potentially has um, has drawbacks in terms of the kinds of activities DFID can engage in. Um, DFID has been known for being quite innovative, for taking risks, and there is a potential danger that the pressure on, on measuring results quickly um, shifts their activities away from that innovative risk-taking behavior towards more conservative um, forms of development um, engagement. All right, we'll leave it there. Dr. Golrajani, you're off the hot seat. Thank you for being with us. Thanks again. And thank you for being with us. Please tune in next month for our next edition of The Hot Seat.